Welcome to the Shed the Shame podcast. I'm your host, Jenny Whitens, online women's mental and emotional wellness coach, educator, and mental health advocate. My mission is to create and embrace a new norm of processing emotions and healing trauma. This will allow us to collectively shed the shame, guilt, and stigmas around mental health, emotional well-being, and self-care. It's long overdue for society to empower women to shamelessly focus on their own health and wellness so they can self-heal and, in turn, model that healing in their relationships and especially for their children. This podcast is a place for inspiration, education, and tools on how to confidently break the societal patterns that keep us stuck, unhappy, and unfulfilled in life. It's time to start creating the healthy and happy life you've always dreamed of. Together, we can do this one episode at a time. So without further ado, let's dive right in and shed the shame. Hey everyone, welcome to Shed the Shame. In today's episode, you'll be listening in on a training call that I did for women taking part in a weight loss coaching program. You'll hear excerpts of tips and tricks that you can apply to your life regardless of if you're on a health journey or not. So get your pen and paper out, you're gonna need it. Without further ado, here we go. All right, welcome ladies to tonight's training call. So tonight we're gonna cover how to kill comparison. And boy, there's a lot of pieces to this and it can be so individualized because as you'll find out, we all kind of have our stuff and all those core wounds are what end up making us compare ourselves to others, okay? Because we don't feel like we're up to par in some area or another, all right? But to start off, just to kind of define comparison, this is when we measure ourselves against others, right? So there's a lot of reasons why we might do this, and I'll give you guys some prompts on how to figure what your reasons are out later, but I've simplified it. I've simplified comparison into two categories, and that's positive and negative, negative. and I'll kind of get into that in a minute. So first, what I want to talk about is why do we compare? And first of all, comparison is total natural human response. We are wired to look for safety, right? And that means that we look to others, we look to our peers, we look outside ourselves to make sure that we're on the right track. In that sense, comparison can be very good because it can help us become successful at something if we follow in the footsteps of someone who's come before us and succeeded right? I'm sure we've all used comparison in a positive way at one time or another in our lives. So in this way, comparison can be positively used to benchmark your progress, which can be extremely helpful. I call that positive comparison. And what you want to look for when, you know, the, the key things to identify positive comparison is that it motivates it energizes and it creates optimism so much so that it inspires you to take positive action. So that's the first type of comparison, positive comparison. The second type of comparison is negative. This type is triggering and it can actually form from positive comparison 
So you have to be careful. So the trouble happens when we feel like we fall behind, right? And we're, we're trying to catch up to someone who we're looking at that we're following to inspire us and to motivate us. So we feel like we're falling behind on those benchmarks I talked about. We feel like we're not progressing like we should, like they are. So then we start making up stories and limiting beliefs that beat us down. That negative self-talk starts to happen. And we know that negative self-talk is a self-sabotaging pattern. We can become so hard on ourselves about it that we might even eventually give up because we convince ourselves that the stories and limiting beliefs are true. So let me give you a quick example. And this will probably be one, especially for women that will ring true for any woman who's ever tried to lose weight. For example, you're trying to lose weight and get in shape and there's this friend or acquaintance and they're doing the same thing and you're watching their progress. And they seem to be doing super awesome. They're losing weight, they're hitting their goals and they look so happy and proud, but you aren't making the same progress it seems as they are. So that makes you feel like shit. And you use negative self-talk and you get down on yourself for not doing as well or as fast as they are. So you tell yourself then, well, I must not be good enough to achieve this goal of losing weight. And then that feeds a a limiting belief that you have about your ability to create a healthy lifestyle for yourself, right? This negative comparison triggers negative self-talk. It demotivates you and it brings you down which can lead to jealousy and bitterness. And I'll get more into that in just a moment. And maybe the biggest con for negative comparison is that it creates doubt. Self-doubt is a dream and goal killer. And if you leave it unchecked, it can spread like wildfire and burn up any desire that you had to reach your goals. So, What can you do when you find yourself comparing yourself to others? That's the question, right? Because we want to get out of that spiral of feeling less than, feeling not good enough, because that holds us back from doing what we really want. So first, watch for when you're comparing and determine if it's positive or negative, Or if it is positive, is it starting to turn a little bit negative? Are there moments where there's negativity? You want to be aware of how it's affecting you. So you can ask yourself, do I feel good? Do I feel motivated when I compare myself to this person? Or do I feel shitty and unmotivated and like I'm not good enough? That's very important to do. So If you ask yourself that question and it's good, then continue to use that person and their story as motivation and inspiration to keep going. But if it's bad, there's a process that I developed to mitigate its negative effect on you and your goals. The first thing I kind of want to talk about is 
Yes, there are some simple things, you know, simple in theory, but maybe not so simple to actually put into practice. There are some simple things that you can do to stop comparing yourself or maybe not stop comparing yourself, but stop comparing yourself with that specific person. Okay. So you can set up boundaries around the person you negatively compare yourself to. You can unfollow them, stop interacting with them, avoid them, you know, and then say positive affirmations after you're triggered by them, all that good stuff, things that we've, we've talked about, right? Do that if you can't stop comparing yourself to them and then subsequently feeling like shit about it, right? But that's a temporary solution. I'm not going to talk about that today because that's just a Band-Aid, okay? And after a while, that Band-Aid's going to get old, it's going to fall off, and you'll likely come across that person again or someone similar who triggers you negatively, So that's just the surface level shit to do. And we need to do the deeper work if you really are having a hard time with comparing yourself to others. All right. So yes, there's deeper work. There's always deeper work, right? When you're listening to me, there is anyway. (laughs) So if this is very triggering to you, if you have someone who is very triggering to you, there is a larger, deeper wound And that little Band-Aid isn't going to do squat diddle to help you out here. So you need to start asking yourself some really tough questions because when you're negatively comparing, your problem isn't with the person you're comparing yourself to. Your problem isn't that person. You have a problem with yourself. You just need to do some digging to figure out exactly what's going on with you. And this can be a really hard pill to swallow when you know you're a good person and you're trying your best and, you know, you're doing all the things and you're trying to make yourself better. You really are just triggered by a person and you might think it's for some other reasons, but likely it's something that triggers something inside of yourself that you need to look into. Okay. Because... When you're a good person, it feels pretty shitty when you want to be happy for someone and their accomplishments, but all you feel is resentment because you haven't done what they've done. That really sucks. I've been there. You really love what they're doing and you want to be happy for them, but there's like this icky feeling that keeps you from actually feeling truly good for them. And then you feel even worse because you feel like a bad person for it, right? So if you don't want to continue harboring those icky, jealous, resentful, or even pitiful feelings for yourself, when you negatively compare yourself to others, you got to go deep into your wound so that you can work on healing it. And that way you can kill the comparison and get back on your path toward your goals, because that's what this is. It's your path, not anyone else's. So you need to remember that. You know, I could also give you all those fun quotes about, you know, comparison kills and can't compare yourself to others because, you know, they're on chapter five and you're just starting chapter one and you don't know their story. Like we all know that. I'm not going to beat a dead horse about all that stuff. Everybody knows that. 
And it's still knowing all that stuff doesn't make it any easier to stop comparing yourself to someone that you emulate, right? So I have a lot of questions here, a lot of prompts. When you find yourself negatively comparing, I want you to go through this process. And this is, this is a lengthy process, but it's going to be super helpful in helping you nail down what is really going on here. And it's likely that that deep core wound is not just showing up when you compare yourself to other people, it's showing up in a whole lot of other areas of your life. So when you find yourself negatively comparing, stop and ask yourself these questions, what I like to call filtering questions, because what they kind of do is they start kind of broad and they filter down so you can start to get to the core of what your wound is and what is really going on here. You'll want to write these down later or copy and paste them. I'll put them in the notes so that you guys have them and then you can use this. And the key here is when you ask yourself these questions, you have to be willing to put down your walls, throw away your weapons, all those defense mechanisms and be open and raw and real with yourself. That's the only way that this is going to work. And you need to do it multiple times, which I'll, I'll get to in just a few minutes here. So as I go through these prompts, I want you to just think about them. I'm going to go through them kind of slow. And I want you to think about the answers. Start kind of thinking about it a little bit. Later on, you can come back. This will just kind of get the gears going. And a lot of times what this helps you do, instead of writing it down right away, it just helps your brain process the answers because you might not have the answer right now as I go through it, but later on, it may have processed and you'll be able to get to it more easily. So here we go. How does comparing myself to this person make me feel? So the key here is to really narrow down the exact one or two emotions that you experience when you feel triggered by this person, when you start comparing and then you start going down that rabbit hole of comparison. How is it really making you feel? Next, what about this person has me triggered? Is it something they've done? Is it how they look, how they speak, how they behave? Do they have something I want? That's an important thing to consider. How does this relate to what I think I want for my life and that I'm having trouble with? So how does this relate to what I think I want for my life that I'm having trouble with? So likely this person is doing or has something that you can't get or that you're trying to get, but it's not working out. You're having trouble with it. Or is it something that I don't think I want. For example, do they do the opposite of what I think is right? So a lot of times, I think this is important to consider, a lot of times you see a person doing well, but they're doing it in a way that you don't approve of. And I think that might even be more triggering sometimes than just the person having what you want. Okay, now these next series of questions, those were kind of all about the other person that you're comparing yourself to. These next series of questions are diving into yourself so you can separate what they have, what they do from yourself 
And so you can shift your focus on what it is that you want, what your goals are, what you're doing to get there, how much you're doing. If you, if you feel confident, we'll kind of go through them here. So the first one, what is my goal? What do I want? And how do I feel about it? How much confidence do I have in myself to achieve my goal and get what I want? That one, I want you to rate on a scale of one to 10. How much confidence do I have in myself to achieve my goal and get what I want? Do I feel worthy of achieving this goal? Why or why not? How safe does it feel to achieve this goal? So on a scale of one to 10, how safe does it feel? This one might be hard to answer because some people might be like, well, what do you mean? Like it feels, feels safe, but some people don't feel safe going after their goals. And some of the next questions will kind of narrow that down and why. Do I feel pushback from anyone or anything, including myself, when I think about achieving my goal and getting what I want? Do I feel pushback? If so, think about why and where that might come from. So the reason I'm asking these two questions on how safe does it feel to achieve this goal and do I feel pushback is because a lot of times people don't feel safe to achieve their goal or do the work to achieve their goal because they're afraid that once they, they're afraid of something once they get it. They're either afraid that they won't be able to keep it or they're afraid of the reactions from other people on reaching that goal. And this can be like any type of goal. It can be like a career goal, a success goal, a, um, you know, a weight loss or fitness goal, anything. A lot of times we get triggered by other people's reactions to our success and it doesn't feel safe. All right, next one. Do I feel like I can trust myself to reach my goal? That's on a scale of one to 10. How much trust do you have in yourself to reach your goal? And on a scale of one to 10, how much belief do I have in myself to get what I want to reach my goal? All right, next. Do I feel like I deserve to get what I want? Why or why not? And if you don't feel like you deserve to get what you want, do you remember another time in your life where someone made you feel like you didn't deserve something? Write about that. So this is where we start diving deep into your wound and figuring out what that core wound is because it's likely that the person you're comparing yourself to isn't triggering you because there's something about them. It's something from your past that's making you feel scared or afraid or nervous and makes, makes you feel like you don't deserve it because you likely had an interaction where you didn't feel like you deserved something in your past. So when you can figure that out, you can start to piece this puzzle together. All right, the next one is, am I giving myself permission to work on achieving my goal. This sounds silly, but a lot of us have goals and have things that we really want, but then we don't give ourselves permission to do it. Like for example, if you have a weight loss goal, 
and you know that you want to be working out in order to achieve that goal, but then you don't give yourself permission to work out because you don't prioritize it because you're using this comparison to sabotage your success, you're never going to get there, right? You're not giving yourself permission. And what we were just talking about, feeling like you deserve it. If you really don't feel like you deserve to lose weight or you deserve whatever, a promotion or whatever you're going after, whatever goal you have, if you really feel like you don't deserve it, then you're subconsciously not going to give yourself permission to do the things you would need to do to get it done. So as a follow-up to that, how much am I allowing myself to actually do what I need to do to get what I want. A lot of times we don't give ourselves permission to do the work in order to achieve what we want. And then we get frustrated that we're not getting what we want. Okay. Last one. Actually, this one is you're going to go back into some of those questions on, on the questions that you ranked on a scale of one to 10, ask yourself, If you're anything but a nine or 10 on that range, ask yourself what holds you back from being a nine or a 10. So that's going to help you dissect exactly what's holding you back, where your limiting beliefs are, what your limiting beliefs are, and what excuses you're using to not do what it is that you want to do. And those are likely the things you say to yourself when you're negatively comparing yourself to somebody else. So for example, if you're on Instagram and you see some hot, skinny influencer and you say to yourself, oh, well, of course she's skinny. She's got time to work out during the day. She doesn't have kids. She this, she that. And I don't like you're separating yourself and giving yourself those excuses. You likely then use those excuses or limiting beliefs to make sure that you don't do what you need to do in order to reach your goal. So actually being honest with yourself about those items is super important and they might smack you in the face and you might get angry about it, but that's what needs to happen. So this whole exercise is meant to get you aware of those limiting beliefs and the core wounds that are underneath them that are keeping you from reaching your goals because of that negative comparison. Because when we negatively compare, we're doing it subconsciously in order to avoid working on our goals. And that's usually because we're scared. We're scared to do what it takes. And when you're scared, it triggers your brain. And your brain is like, this isn't safe. This whole thing isn't safe. So the brain loves to procrastinate because it puts you in a holding pattern. We've talked about this before too. So we procrastinate and search for reasons why you can't make your goals a reality and finding someone to compare yourself to and then make up stories and limiting beliefs about is the perfect way to convince you that you can't do something because you're not like them. So it's impossible. So then that's how that cycle starts. So use those prompts to outsmart your brain and get to the root of your comparison issue. It usually comes down to nailing down low self-confidence and fear in some area 
which stems from a trauma wound that you're afraid to face. And it feels icky and it feels shameful. But if you want to stop the negative comparison cycle from getting in the way of you reaching your goals, you need to face it and shed those old stories and limiting beliefs around it. And of course, that's not it. Because after you do that deep work of answering those prompts, what I'd really invite you to do then is use the affair model that I've outlined. I've outlined that in, I think it's episode 11, how having an affair makes me better. So use that model to process your emotions around this work, because this is big work. This is deep stuff. This isn't just something that you're going to do like in an hour and call it good. And you'll never compare yourself to anybody ever again. No, this is like ongoing stuff. It's triggering stuff. So use that model, go through those prompts, and then go back to the prompts I outlined here tonight and answer them again and see how your answers change after you process your emotions and process what's going on. And then do the affair model again and keep repeating this process until your confidence increases and your answers to those questions go up to nines and tens. That is how you can shed the shame around feeling so icky and comparing yourself to other people when you're trying to do something good for yourself. And then that gets you in that stuck mode and that procrastination and that endless, I'm not good enough, all that worthiness work. So let me tell you something. This is really hard work. It is, but you know, what's harder staying stuck in that cycle of constantly comparing yourself to other people that feels worse. That can go on forever where when you do this work, it's temporary and then you feel relief, you feel better. And then when you feel the ickiness come back, do a little bit more work, temporarily feels icky, but then you feel relief again. That's the trick to this is to just keep working at it and to not shame yourself or doubt yourself or give up. Like, don't give up. It's a process and give yourself grace. Like, you've likely learned and had these patterns your entire life stemming from, you know, a trauma, a wound from decades ago. So it's going to take work to undo that and to form new patterns and to heal those wounds. Don't discredit like, and you can do it. Like you can totally do it. If I can do it, you guys like don't know who I was like 10 years ago. <laughs> I was not the same person. Okay. Like I would have mocked me doing a call like this 10 years ago. Totally. So if I can do the work, anybody can do the work. I promise you. How do you know when to stop doing this work? Like do you just stop comparing yourself? Is this going to be, is there an end point? Is there, is there like, can you claim success at some point? The short answer is this isn't linear. I mean, trust me, if you know anything about me, I love checking boxes and doing spreadsheets and having sticky notes with lists on them, like number one fan right here. But the thing is when it comes up, do the process Check the boxes off on the process. If that's something that motivates you, the work is around the emotions. It's mm -hmm. not around getting to an end point. 
right? So you can use this process, anything that comes up for you, not just comparison too. So when you feel triggered about certain things, use the process, ask yourself the questions, why am I triggered? What's going on right here? What is it that is triggering me? Like, how can a person have that much effect on me? You know, it might not be a person or situation, you know, whatever it might be. But yeah, it's an ongoing process. There is no end game. There's just always you up-leveling yourself and getting better and feeling better, feeling that relief and staying in your lane instead of focusing on all the noise outside of you that has nothing to do with you. Everyone goes through seasons of this, I think, and some people more than others. You know, for instance, I, I'll tell you quite a few years ago, probably like, I don't know, little less than 10 years ago, I was really struggling with someone in my life that I just couldn't understand. They, they, they like just kept doing things. It seemed to, for lack of a better way to put it really kind of make my life miserable. And if you've never been in a situation like that, it's kind of hard to explain. And I would be triggered every time I saw this person, every time I saw them like on Facebook and like, this is a person who like I would see regularly. So it was really hard. And it was a person who, who was being very manipulative in my life on purpose. And so I couldn't understand. It was just really hard. I felt like they were out to ruin my reputation before I even got a chance to kind of make one. And so I was very stuck on why this was happening and what I did to make them feel that way. And I like how I could fix the situation. And what I eventually ended up doing was I figured out that it was really triggering me that they were like bad mouthing me and saying untrue things about me to, to people around me to kind of make them not like me. And that's what my wound was. I don't want people to not like me. Yeah, what that person was doing was really shitty and, and whatever. And, and that wasn't nice. But at the end of the day, it was about me being okay with people not liking me and me being okay with and trusting that people can figure out how to form their opinion about me based on my actions, not based on somebody else's. So once I got clear on that and letting it go that like, she doesn't have that much power. And like, if she does sway their opinion, it can be temporary. And I build my reputation. I build how people view me. And at the end of the day, unless it's, you know, severely hurting my family or or someone, you know, something extravagant like that, it doesn't fucking matter what she thinks, what these other people think, because they don't directly affect my life. And so I cut her off. I cut her off. So I wouldn't, I put up boundaries around not being around her, not seeing her unfollowed on social media. So I wouldn't fall into that cycle of worrying and comparing and wondering what is she doing now type of thing. Right. And so that was, that was the boundary stuff 
that helped me dig deeper into the things that I needed to work on for me, which was self-confidence stuff and knowing my worthiness and knowing that I'm a good person and I do good things and I don't need anybody else's approval. So once I did that work, like it's not an issue anymore. Like I don't, I don't give a shit. I understand now that she does that because she has wounding of her own and it must be pretty freaking miserable to live like that. If you're constantly worried about bringing other people down because you feel like shit about yourself. So I almost like feel sorry for her that she's in a place like that. That's how I got through that situation. It was figuring out that it was stuff about me because if I felt confident in myself and knew that I wasn't a bad person and like really believed that, then I wouldn't have had an issue with her bullshit, right? Like I would have been like, whatever, she doesn't know what she's talking about. That's stupid. And I would have went on with my day. But because I was a little insecure and worried about what other people thought, that's why it triggered me. So there's a little example for you that maybe you guys can relate to hopefully and then apply that in a way that makes sense for you. I will drop all those prompts because there's a whole load of them. I will drop those in the Facebook group for you guys so you have them. If there's anything else or any other questions that I can answer about this for you, let me know. You can always message me on the social medias. You know where to stalk me. Use those steps and those prompts to work on that so that you can kill your comparison and reach your goals. But yeah, that's all I have. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Shed the Shame. If you liked what you heard today, I'd love if you subscribe to my podcast so you don't miss any future episodes. And please share it with anyone that you think it would resonate with. If you feel so inspired to, please leave me a review on iTunes and share this episode on Facebook or Instagram. I greatly, greatly appreciate your love and support.